Welcome to the Paranormal Pendle podcast, coming to you from the heart of Pendle Witch Country in the northwest of England. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator, and collector of stories. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology, and big cats. This is the Paranormal Pendle podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Paranormal Pendle, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK Radio Network at paukradio.com. On this episode, I talk to Paranormal Investigator from Clitheroe in Lancashire, Diane Pate. Hi Diane, thank you very much for coming on today, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you first got into the paranormal? Uh, certainly Craig. No problem. Um, we've we've lived in Clitheroe for many years now. Um, I've always lived in the area. My husband and I both are into the paranormal, and we also have mediumship qualities, uh, gifts in a way, um, different ones uh, for different things. <laughs> it's hard, quite hard to explain, but we do sense things, we do see things, hear things. Um, in that in that way and I think it's just gone on sort of like an event what we can find out feel and investigate and just taking people along with us with RVSW. Okay that's great so um, you you have a, a Facebook page which is the Ribble Valley Spirit Watchers Paranormal Investigations Group so could you tell me a bit about how that started how many members you've got um, what sort of investigations you do and so on. Right. It started off first as just a little group, a little closed group. When we started off doing mediumship and also uh, going around places, trying to get photographs, video, that sort of thing. And it's just like got quite big for the group. And I wanted to try and keep that uh, small for more of the mediumship. So we, we moved on to the page and we thought, we're getting some really good stuff here. Let's put it out to to the public and see what they think about it. Um, there's so much over the years now that has come into play from photographs to video. Uh, my speciality is EVPs. So, of course, um, I always have my EVP on me. It's, I never go anywhere without it. Um, and we've got some amazing voices um, and captures with that as well and we just thought let's put it out let's people see what we're seeing what we're hearing and and just let them you know everything we do I can promise you use the real clips that were taken on at time and the real photographs from that we've got a lot of people following us and a lot of people have actually come with us um on investigations um to different places and had some amazing invests over the years. I'm really interested, actually, to, to hear about some of your investigations. Now, I know when we when we swapped messages um, to set up this this meeting, um, there were some that you mentioned you'd done uh, in the town of Accrington, which um, is the town that I was, was born in and, and grew up in. And um, you mentioned uh, there was two, actually. One was Warner Street, which I believe is a particularly haunted street. And I'd, I'd really like you to tell me 
um, as much about that as you can, if you don't mind, please. And also, um, you mentioned an entity known as Josiah. Um, and again, I'm really interested about that. So do you want to start off by telling us about the Warner Street investigations? Um, certainly. Uh, we just started, it was around, I think, 2014, maybe, something like that. Um, we'd come together with another team who was starting up and we started working together. The other team that we were with had already been to Warner Street. And of course, when we came along and started working with them and doing and helping with mediumship with them, um, they'd arranged to go back to Warner Street, which it was the first time for me and my husband to actually be there. I must admit, I mean, the most I was in Accrington, <laughs> ever been in Accrington, was on a, a youth scheme when I was younger, and we were at Armdale House, I think it was, in the middle of Accrington somewhere. Otherwise, I've never really been to or gone round Accrington at all. So it was quite new to us. We were quite excited to see what might be there. Um, we were taken into, I'm, I'm not going to name names or anything like that, because of, of what actually went on and I'm not going to go into explicit detail because I'd rather not um, but I will give you some details of what actually happened and went on. Okay. Um, we went into one of the shops on Warner Street. We were taken in there. Um, when we went in there we knew immediately there was something not quite right um, and of course the person there was having things moving around, turning on and off, lights going on and off, and all sorts of things happening. Um, so we, we worked with the other team. They set cameras up, and we set REM pods, trigger objects, all sorts. Everything was set up. And I just got this unnerving feeling that something wasn't quite right there, but there's a lot of energy on that street, and I think it's to do with ley lines. There is a really strong energy force there I can't pinpoint it exactly but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of lines crossing or there is something to do with ley lines there um, so we went in the shop everything was set up and we left it locked up cameras running trigger objects there and went across to another shop which we were having a look at on the street while we were in that shop the other shop was locked up closed there was nobody in there. Nobody could get in there. There was nothing. Um, one of the team members had forgotten something and went back to the shop on their own. And there was a full them in that shop. And um, it made them quit, quite <laughs> feel quite ill um, and nearly passing out. As soon as we knew what was going on, we headed over back to the shop um, for the other person that was there and such a bad feeling but we actually got a pitch from there of a man in a tall black hat that was actually in the upstairs area of that shop um and for some reason i was given the name josiah not joseph it, it couldn't be joseph it had to be josiah this this wasn't um when when you said a, a tall hat this wasn't um, a shadow man type figure. Yes, this was. Um, okay. From what the other team members saw when he went in the shop on his own to go and I think it was to 
um, adjust one of the cameras, the static cameras that were set there. Something wasn't quite right. When he went in there, he described afterwards what he'd seen as a very old, dark shadow person that had walked straight past him in front of him. Um, and for some reason, I think it just took the energy out of him the life out of him because immediately he passed out he was white when we got to him um he was just about <laughs> believe it or not he was on the upstairs he was just about to fall down the stairs my husband sort of like grabbed him <laughs> mm. and it was it wasn't so good it really wasn't it was white uh things were um so like everything was going on the other team members didn't know what was happening so it's quite a push but the energy there was bad it was a bad feeling it wasn't good at all we, I me and the husband we just said let's go back to the shop let's get out of there for now and just you know we'll sort it um it it was so weird because there was a lot of spirits around on Warner Street but this one in particular, um, we we got, well, I got that he'd been seen before. He's not frightened of being seen. <laughs> um, in fact, he's um, he's very arrogant that way. Um, but he is quite a powerful entity. And as such, I wouldn't like to go up against him. No, as far as I know, he's still quite happily there. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you did any research at all onto who this character might be. I must admit, I, I didn't, but I got other pieces from mediumship that sort of like played in. Um, we got that in the shop that one area was used as like a, a spiritualist church or something like that, like seances. Um, so of course it was sort of like that's that's building an energy up in that place anyway. Um, doorways are open all over that place, so energy will come and go as as it pleases. Um, it's sort of like you were given a warning: you don't mess, you don't go there, because he he has. Um, even though I don't like to admit this. <laughs> And mostly with spirit, you find that, you know, you get frustrated ones, you get aggressive ones and and, and, and things. Mm. But this one, no, he's I wouldn't advise anyone going looking for him. Put it that way. Um, does he tend to stay in, in that one place or does he he move around from? Oh, he moves around. He's not static in that place. OK, Um there is a reason why I asked that because I had an experience in the Accrington Conservative Club, which used to be on Cannon Street many years ago, where I saw um, a shadow man. Now, you know, I'm not saying that it's the same entity, but it may be. Um, and I'm just wondering if, if you know, you know, if, if he's been seen in other areas and if he's ever been seen around the Cannon Street area? As, as far as I could get, I know he's been seen outside. He's been seen on the street. Um, I would probably have to go to other areas to know if he's still around or sort of like feel the energy, try and get information the, the way I, I get it. 
to see if you know he is there but I do know he moves around and he's not stationary to one particular building he so, will move freely yeah so do, do you think he had anything to do with this spiritualist church then that, that used to be on Warner Street I'm not sure I I think that that may have opened things up um maybe not maybe not to him but maybe to others that were on the street. Um, my husband um, came across, a young lad ran across the road. As soon as we got there, um, he just goes quiet. And I know when he goes quiet that he's picking up on something. And he just turned around to me and he said, I've got blood on my hands. He said, there's a young lad. He said, he's called, it's the same name as me, he's Christopher. And he says he hasn't done it. Um, and at that point, I'm thinking, well, what hasn't he done? <laughs> because I wasn't picking up on him, but he certainly went to Christopher, my husband. Um, and we had um, a lady who knows things about Accrington there and some of the other team members. And they said, yeah, that sort of like rings in. So can you get more information? The husband said um, his surname, it's, it's Hindle. He said, because a couple of days before I was pointed towards um, a sign, he said, and it said Hindle. He said, and I didn't know what it was for, but he said, it's coming in again now. So it's it's Hindle. Um, we said, fine. And, and what went on? He said, the young lad is saying he tried to help her. He found her and he's trying to help her and he's got blood all over him, but he didn't do it. Um, and the other team seemed to know all about this which me and Chris didn't um but I think it came out later that there was actually a murder or something that took place on there okay. um in the house across from where we were or the, one of the shops and it was a young lad called Christopher Hindle that was involved in it um which was really quite weird mm. because if we take a step forward after we'd been at Warner Street um I was taken by one of the other team members to a, a a church and a, a lovely beautiful graveyard and we were having a wander around just um having a look um and i was drawn right to the bottom of the churchyard and i had to go round right to the bottom and stand in front of this very old gravestone which was beautiful it was rounded um very big very heavy stone and on it was the name I think Margaret Hindle there are a few others but the main one and why there is such bad feeling there and why things seem to be how can I put it it seems to be a depressive area that, that, that there'll be times when people go there and they'll feel so low or they'll feel very unhappy or they just won't feel right and this is down to Josiah um can I ask which church it was? Um, you, you were, you were. I can't remember because, like I said, I don't really do the area, but it was um, a local one, and the, the name—I'm sure it was Margaret, but it was definitely Hindle on the gravestone. Because I was pushed there, and I th I'm thinking, why am I here? Why have you pushed me here? And when I read the gravestone, I thought, my goodness, that's the same surname. The, the, there must be a link or a connection to that. Was it close by to Warner Street? Because I'm just wondering whether it's St James's Church, which is no, no. I think this was um, 
this was out of the it could have been Aussie it could have been Oswald's Whistle I'm not sure and like I said I don't really know that area I've always no, been stuck in Clither on the Ribble Valley really no, 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 um, that's fair enough but um, the, 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 it definitely was a link between Christopher Hindle and the lady that was buried there was Margaret Hindle or Maggie Hindle it, it, it was definitely I'm sure an M Hindle that was there it was a female female uh, burial yeah um i mean but there was something to do with that yeah i mean interestingly when, when you look at the the layout of of the town center of accrington the bottom of warner street is uh, there is an intersection on uh, i think it's called union no it's church street and the bottom of warner street intersects church street but not too far further up Church Street, um, there is an intersection with Cannon Street. And as I mentioned earlier on, Cannon Street is where the Conservative Club used to be. Um, yeah. So there isn't really that much of a... I mean, you could literally walk it in 30 seconds, I would have thought, from the site of where the, uh, where the club used to be on Cannon Street down to the bottom of Warner Street. And, of course, I do know Warner Street. It's... You know, it's quite a compact street and, and there are shops all the way up on, on both sides. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I do wonder whether there is there is some correlation between um, this Josiah and what I saw all those years ago. Did you pick up on any other um, spirits then when you were when you were doing the Warner Street investigation, apart from Christine? Um, yeah, the one I said about with um, my husband, mm. that was Chris Hindle, yeah. um, and some kind of murder that took place there. I'm not sure uh, any other names. Um, I know it was a female that that he was trying to help, so it was a female that was murdered or or something. But she must have been a bad way because he was, my husband said, he's covered in blood. Mm. It's all over his hands. It's all over his clothes. Um, so I wonder if he was blamed for the murder then. I wonder if he was blamed for the murder. Well, his, his words to Christopher were, I didn't do it. Mm. He said, I was trying to help her. And that's what was said. Yeah. So we can only go off what Spirit says and Spirit wanted us to know that you know, he, he didn't do it. Yeah. Um, so I, I can only go by that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I must admit, I haven't, you know, when I work with RVSW, I don't look into things. Maybe sometimes after we've done a full invest and I've got all my evidence and I've gone through all my voice recordings and stuff, I may look into it. But we, we also have historians and researchers with the team. So sometimes if the... Some of them are quite busy, but sometimes they'll look into it for us and, and maybe find out if they can give us any pointers as to what we're getting. Yeah. The second time we were there, we weren't completely on Warner Street all the time. We went to another area. Now, I don't know Accrington, but there's like um, some water that goes under the road, like a little bridge or an aqueduct. You know, it, it goes under um, like a concrete little bridge so yeah. there's a stream that goes under there was three young girls that stepped out of that water in 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 white smocks um but i never got time or close enough to find out what information came from them but they were there they sort of like walked out of the water 
I'd, I'd say quite a few years now, but they were all about, I'd say, maybe between eight and 14 at most. They weren't older girls. They were little girls. So there's two places really where the um, the River Hyambung comes comes through where you can see it. And one is near the railway uh, viaduct. And the other one is near uh, Black Abbey Street. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. It was, there was a piece of grassland, like um, an area, because we'd gone to a building um, that was, I, I imagine it was a factory that had been shut down. Yeah. A big building was set back, and then there was grass in front of it, the little stream, which went under um, a concrete bridge, under the road, basically. Yeah. And it was there. I can tell you what street it was or whatever. It sounds like it could have been um, Black Abbey Street, which is interesting because that's where the um, the Abbey was um, originally situated, the uh, 12th century Abbey. Um, and there's an awful lot of paranormal activity in that area. I did a podcast a few weeks ago with um, Eden Forth who have been doing some research at the um, Accrington Police Station and Courts. And yeah. that is uh, pretty close to uh, Abbey Street and Black Abbey Street. And there's an awful lot of paranormal um, things going on in that area, particularly with um, black monks, uh, three, three black monks in particular, uh, but if it is the same area, which it sounds like it is, um, the only other one is is possibly the uh, the culvert that comes up in the centre of the town near where the uh, aqueduct, um, sorry, the viaduct is, where the train mm -hmm. goes over the top. Uh, but it's been a while since I've been there, so I'm not 100% certain whether that is still open um, to the, the elements, as it were. I think it might have been covered over because they've rebuilt the uh, bus station and so on in that area. So that might now have gone. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's quite weird because you, I, I said that we felt that there was energy uh, ley lines there. Mm. And if there are, it's a, a source of energy for any. So it will boost anything. Mm. It's there, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just a source of energy, but there will be more seen, more felt. It's just one of those um, areas that will sort of like, if, if in a word, attract paranormal activity. Yeah. Because it's it, spirits do need energy. They are energy, but they do need more energy. It's it's quite weird. So if they use up a lot of energy you may not see anything or nothing may happen for a while until energy is built back up. But if you've got a source like that, that's underneath, that's a ley line, that's constant energy, you will find more and more and more. It's sort of like there isn't a break where there will be another hauntings or spiritual um, areas and paranormal areas. So, so that doesn't surprise me. A lot's been seen. No, I'm going to say yeah, that would that would explain why that area is particularly um, is particularly active. Well, Warner Street is obviously a very interesting place. I know that there have been other investigations carried out there over the years, um, and they've found you know similar similar things to to what you found. 
what other investigations have uh, have you done? Um, have you done any in the Clitheroe area or in the Ribble Valley in general? Um, there's been quite a few. We've been out the area. We've also stayed in the area. We've done one in Clitheroe. I'm not going to name the place. Okay. Um, we got a few contacts with Spirit, but we also got um, <laughs> this is sounds crazy, but we got some smells coming through quite. Uh, pungent burning smells in one area um, and we couldn't place that uh, to there being a fire or anything but we knew we smelt that um, I'm not going to say any more on that but it did so happen that we found out a few weeks further on that something had happened in that particular place okay so uh, the burning smell LinkedIn. That's that's as much as I'll say on that one. Um, it made sense. So, what about investigations out to the area then? Other other investigations. Right. Um, we've been to a lot of haunted places. I don't know whether you've heard of some of them or not. We've been to Chillingham Castle. We've yeah. been to uh, the ancient Ramen. Um, yeah. We've been to the galleries of justice at Nottingham, um, Strally Hall. There's lots and lots of different places that we've been. We've been in the vaults in uh, Edinburgh as well <laughs> and all have spirits and different things happening there. Yeah. Um, so which are your favourite then? Which, which was your favourite investigation? What's the one that really sticks in your mind? My favourite one has to be Strally Hall. Um, it's one where we got a lot of activity, good and bad. Um, but in spirit, there was people there that wanted to get information across to us. Um, we took a team in and the team came back with, we've seen this, th this has happened, that's happened. It was it was amazing to see that team of people um, experiencing things. Uh, we got uh, one of the other teams that had been in there that we were working with then had um, a photograph of white mist on the stairs um, they actually got the lady on the stairs we've got a photograph um, from video it's a screenshot of Chris was walking down the stairs with the camera um, on I it was on the nightlight the IR and he's got um, the spiritual form of this lady on the stairs ju we've just caught the edge of her moving it's it's absolutely amazing um but there was scarier times with that as well underneath strelly is a lot of tunnels medieval tunnels very old ones um when we went in there we went down into the cellars uh into the tunnels we have had um good and bad down there there's been i think they used to keep prisoners down there so we we, we had some uh some prisoners turn up that may not have been <laughs> too willing to have us down there. Um, but I think what happened was one part of the team went down there and one of the female spirits there, because I've been there like three or four times now, I got to know her. And she sort of like watches out over everybody and she's, she's quite a nice entity. And when the team was down there, uh, this particular spirit said to them, get out now. 
So the team came up to us and came up to me and um, they said, you know, something's going on down there. We've been told to get out. And, and this, I said, yes, I said, I know. If she tells you to get out, then there's something going on. I don't want anyone down there. Nobody goes back down. Unfortunately, you always get one in a team who decides they know better. Um, and two of them, three of them went down back into the cellars after I told them it was a no-go area. And they were attacked by something down there, something quite nasty. Um, when they came back up, one of the team members uh, had ripped jeans and there was uh, a cut and blood. Um, the others said that this member had been pushed to the ground in the tunnel and they, they, they said we were stood back, we were watching, she just got pushed to the ground. So, of course, they came back up and that was it. The, the sellers were completely out of bounds at that point. Um, but the, the, there's been so much happening. Like my team, I, did, I do, me and my husband both risk assess. And it's not only the physical things that you risk assess, like, you know, there might be slippy floors or this, that and the other. We've also got to risk assess what is actually there energy wise, which we do. Um, and if there is something that we feel is not good, then the team will not go there. Unfortunately, on that that occasion, um, I think they learned quite a harsh lesson. <laughs> and when we tell them not to go somewhere, they shouldn't really. Oh, but everyone was fine. There wasn't any permanent injuries or anything like that from there. That's quite um, terrifying, though, that, to be honest. Um, you know, being physically... Uh, manhandled in that way is is I would imagine from from an unseen force would be quite quite disturbing. It's it's quite weird because things you probably know yourself things can change quite quickly in an area when the energy changes because both me and my husband feel that and it does change quite quickly. So, so it could be eight o'clock at night you're in a theatre it's fine you, you're talking to one of the performers in spirit. And then suddenly it hits sort of like nine o'clock and everything starts to change and you feel the energy changing and then you can get other entities and other spirits coming in. Um, when that happens, you can come across something else. Um, I think in Strally, that's what happened. Um, the lady in spirit knew something was going to happen, so she warned the people that were down there, get out now. Uh, we have the EVP somewhere of that. It was uh, one of my ladies on the team that took the EVP. And you can hear her saying, get out now. So they they took the hint <laughs> and came back up to us. Um, but like I said, we, we do risk assess for the team and the team members that come with us is if we go somewhere and we don't like it, the team don't go there. It's it's as simple as that. Yeah. Um so, I mean, I don't, I don't mind going up against things. Um, neither does husband. We've, we've got sort of like a step up on because we can either see here or know what's going on, whereas other people can't. So it's, it's not right to put them in that sort of position. Yeah. Um, I do know a lot of them say, yeah, yeah, I want to be scared. I want to be scared. Not like that, you don't. No, I think <laughs> there is a uh, difference, isn't there, between um, – there's a lot of investigations that are done and, and, you know, I've discussed this with, with quite a few people over the years that, you know, especially a lot of the televised uh, investigations, there is a certain amount of theatrics um, that go on, 
but I'm sure mm. that you know you can tell the difference when somebody is actually physically being um, touched or is there is some something physically in the room which is causing people to feel uncomfortable as opposed to you know something which is televised and is is for entertainment purposes you know um yeah <laughs> you, can, you can tell the difference and, and clearly from from the description that you gave there uh what happened at that point was was very much real and and there was no entertainment value attached to it whatsoever i'm interested actually yeah. in the in the the female spirit that, that you mentioned do you because you said that, that you got quite a good relationship with her how did how did that yes. how, how did that feel and and did you find anything out about uh, who she was when she was alive um both me and the husband connected with her at Strally and there, there was two ladies one um one sadly died there and is still there um and one of them is connected with the medieval sellers i think I'm trying to remember the names now, which Eleanor is one of them. I know Eleanor. And the other one, I think she was called Catherine. I think, Christopher, do you remember? Sorry, husband's just here. Yeah. Catherine. Catherine. So we had a Catherine and we had an Eleanor. It was more Eleanor that um, I connected with. But Catherine... um, I think sort of like was the head or was very high up. Um, and I think she's the one that sort of like goes in and gives the warnings were needed. Um, it was it, quite amazing. Some of the voices. I've got a, a video from there, which I, I'll be honest with you. I went to the husband when I found out. <laughs> I didn't know he was doing it I was sat in the lower part of the cellar at Strally on my own um I knew that things were going on so I had my voice recorder there set to record and I'm just asking out for anyone to come in and talk to me let me know who they are and all the rest my husband was way way back up the cellars near the um stairs to go back up and <laughs> there is an actual guard down there that we've picked up on somebody that walks and kept the prisoners in touch and my husband said to him he said come on guard he said I know you're here he said dies down there on her own go and make a scream and as he said that we've got he's videoing and I'm EVPing I'm voice recording when he said that, you can hear on both the video and my voice recorder that a stone was thrown in the place that I was sat. It hit the walls, rebounded, and I put my torch, it landed at my feet. It didn't touch me, but it landed at my feet. And I'm thinking, what the heavens? Um, and when it came out and I saw video I said you know why did you tell him to come and frighten me but I didn't know anything about that but it did the the storm flew against the wall twice and then landed um on my feet and we have got that video on the page um giving the EVPs and the uh the video footage from it so somebody was uh trying to scare the life out of me but it didn't work (laughs) um you mentioned um, the ancient Ram Inn. 
Yes. Um, now I've I've sort of come across that um, location a few times. You know, it's quite a, a popular place, isn't it, for people to go and do, you know, televised, recorded um, investigations. So I'm mm. just wondering what what happened when you went there. Um, the husband, I think, picked up on a, a malevolent. Trying to say it now, I can't, <laughs> can't get it. Malevolent energy there, and I, I think he picked up on you picked up on a doctor. There was a doctor there of some kind. Um, I think he was a different nationality. He wasn't British, um, and some kind of um, elemental would be the word to give it. Um, myself, when I was on the way down there, picked up on. Um, an African lady, believe it or not. Um, and it was really weird because she had, um, you know, the, the rings they put around the neck to like stretch the neck. Mm-hmm. It felt like my neck was being stretched. And when we were traveling down, I've got this lady and I'm saying, I don't know what it's got to do with the ancient Ramin, but she's coming in and she's, she's African and she's got these um, rings on her neck stretching a neck and um she she's there she she's there and I don't know why um when we got in there we did see that there was some African artifacts which were in the attic um but also we were told that slaves were brought there um from different countries so I sort of like tried to talk to her and ask her and I was given a set of words. Now, I tried to pronounce them as best I could because I don't, usually I, I get different words, some I can relate to. But she, she actually spoke to me. I'd asked her if she was in the ancient ramen to come into the hallway where I was and come and talk to me. And she said something, I, I wrote it down, it's very hard to remember, but I think it was miwelo um, or something to that. I've, like I said, I can't remember it exactly. But when um, we checked with a friend, this was actually Nigerian. And it did mean that they were going to meet in the hallway. They were it was in the hallway. And I said, you, you are kidding me. And I was told, no, no, it was a translation, but it was an older dialect that was being used. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> mm. oh, well, I've <laughs> learned part of a new language. Yeah. But there's certain things like that, that 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 come up on investigations that, you know, couldn't be known. I, I had no idea. I'm going down to the ramming and everyone says that, that there's somebody nasty there and there's all this, that and the other. And and a, and a witch or whatever, that, and then you come across something completely different. I found that in a lot of places, both me and the husband, you, you go somewhere and you hear all the legends, you hear all the stories. Sometimes people are saying there when you go there, oh, there's this, there's that, there's the other, and you never ever really know until you get there what you're going to communicate or connect with. No, um, 
You certainly don't expect um, expect to to come into to contact the spirit of um, of an African slave, do you? At a, at a location like that, and and everything no. <laughs> everything that you've said that that happened after it just adds more credence to to the fact that that was something that really happened. It's it's sort of like in each stage that both me and the husband go through when we're um, how can I put it? We evolve our gifts, mm. and sometimes it, it it just stuns you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Knocks you to the ground when you, you figure out, you know, I've I've done that. I've yeah, I've picked yeah. up. Um, I think that the one, the one that the husband um knocked the socks off me. It really did. Was we went uh, working with the other team, and they decided they weren't going to tell us where we were going up until an hour before we were supposed to get there. And they gave us, at about 7 o'clock, we should have been there at 8, they gave us a postcode. So we we had no idea where we were going or um, what was going to happen or anything. I can tell you that it was in Cone, um, but we didn't know that at the time. Um, Three days before that, uh, my husband had done a drawing he said I've had a lady come in and I've just she's shown me this and I've had to draw it and he drew on a piece of paper a building it's sort of like it had a tower at one side and it had a doors and windows and they're all in place everything was there and he said I've been told I've got to draw this I've got to you know this is what I'm being shown so we kept hold of the piece of paper and turning up in Cone at this, uh, I think it was a Saturday night at eight o'clock. And lo and behold, we turned up to the picture he'd drawn. It was an exact picture of the building where we were going. <laughs> One of the other team members had actually seen him draw it. Mm. And she was waiting there for us and going up and down saying, can you see what you've done now? Can you see the building? And I, I just have no words to be honest. The, the husband, I think, was amazed at what he got as well. Yeah. So, yeah, for people who don't know, Corn is a, um, well, it's a small mill town, isn't it, near Burnley, which is not too mm. far from, uh, not too far from Clitheroe. It's really just on the other side of Pendle Hill, isn't it? So, but that also seems to be an area of quite high activity as well. Um, I've spoken to uh, other investigators from that area, and there's there's an awful lot of both paranormal and um, other types of activity, you know, UFO activity and that sort of stuff in that area as well. So, you know, you mentioned about ley lines. I mm. do know there are ley lines that cross very close to Pendle Hill here. Um, and I'm wondering whether, you know, the area of Corn has got ley lines uh, associated with it as well. Can, can you tell us any, anything more about that, uh, that investigation then? Um, it was more, I think, um, the building we went to, the spirits were more interconnecting with the husband at that point, he had got um, the lady, I think, who came into him, also came back to him when we got into the building. And she had given that, um, I think she'd been killed. It, it was another sort of like murder, quite gruesome. And she'd ended up in a stream, I think it was. Um, I'd need to go through all the details with the husband because he connected with her and linked him with her. Um, and she, she just sort of like started showing him and telling him uh, what was going on and, and 
all sorts of things. Um, and I think we had it validated that yes, yes, there had been a, a young lass. Um, I'm not sure what time frame it was that that had been um, murdered there um, and that she'd come in to let him know different things about it. So it's, it's quite gruesome in one way or another. Sometimes we go to places and it's those that need help that also like pop in um, or that they want things to be known. So we do end up getting quite a few sort of like murder and people that have passed on uh, tragically or traumatically that do come in. But then you get sort of like the, the older spirits that are, somewhere that they enjoy being or love to be and that's more the nicer side of it but yeah I can um I'm not sure um what the building was called but yeah husband's just said it it was the Kipax building yeah he's just said it was biscuit factory I, I think someone named someone called it Kipax or something okay okay that's interesting so um th- th- there was others in there different entities in there but to christopher she wasn't murdered there but it was um close to there i Mm. think so do you um help spirits move on because you mentioned that sometimes you come you you, you encounter spirits who don't want to be there do you ever try and help them move on to be honest we do we do do clearances we do help um when we do clearances they are confidential Mm. and we we don't put any video footage or anything um on facebook or anywhere else to do with it but we have moved um spirit on we've helped find missing people and missing items and different things that we can do with the mediumship gifts that we have so yeah, we, we do do a lot of that. I'm interested in in any other investigations you might have done in in sort of Lancashire area. That there is one um, that blew my socks off. Again, spirit do things and and things happen that you really don't expect. Even though you're a medium and everyone expects you to know everything that's going on, it, that's not the way it works. <laughs> I even jump sometimes, but there is one area. I can't say the exact place. I can tell you it's in Blackpool. Okay. Um, I, I've given it the name UTC, and that's what it will stay as because we were allowed in there, um, but the person, owner, et cetera, there didn't want any um, information going um, publicly. Mm. on facebook or anything like that so we didn't so we haven't given the name properly but just the fact that it is in the blackpool area um when we went in there it's three stories um the first story is used the second and third stories aren't in the building so we went up to the second story um area and we went into one area where the owner themselves had screwed the door shut um, because it would not stop opening and closing and making noises. This was not draft. This was somebody trying to gain attention, I think, because he, he got to his wits end and that was it. He was just screwing it completely too so that the door couldn't move. 
So we went in there and we said to him, let us in there, get the screws out that door now and let's see what we get. And um, he, he took the screws out. There is no um, electricity to this part of the building. So we knew then we went around with the K2. A K2 meter, you probably know yourself, picks up um, magnetic fields, but it can also pick up like uh, plug sockets, electricity cables, that sort of thing. So we went around making sure that there was nothing it was picking up on at all. And it, it, there was nothing. The K2 was not active whatsoever. But once we opened this door, the husband was sort of like hit by a draft straight out from this uh, little area. When we went in there, the K2 went ballistic. It, it was going mad and there was nothing in there. No electrical stuff, no nothing. There was, we, we didn't have the mobile phones on. Nothing to set it off, but it went mad. We have actually got an EVP in there of a lady gasping for breath. And we feel that, that something went on there and there may have been a, a tragedy there. And that's what caused it. We've never been able to go back to uh, investigate further because, like I said, the owner themselves didn't want that happening again. I think after we'd tried to ease off the activity um, and find out who was there and what was going on, I think that was it for them then they just wanted it left as it was I think he thought that that maybe you know we we were someone I think had said something to them but when we got there we we made sure he knew that we were just there yeah. and you know but he didn't <laughs> want anything going off as to what this building was because it may affect you know yeah uh, the business so but to to imagine a person screwing a door to because they're so fed up of it opening and closing on its own it, it it's amazing yeah, I mean it's quite, not quite that I'd ever do I'd, I'd just say to them you know do you mind <laughs> <laughs> just don't <want> me talk <laughs> yeah it's quite but it's quite it shows how people can get so frightened and so frustrated with them with spirit and and it takes someone like us to communicate and say well look he's frustrated you know, he wants you to know this. Now you know this. He's not frustrated. Um, it's not like sorted. Yeah. But yeah, we've we've had amazing adventures with spirit over the years. Um, I mean, I'm, I know I've been talking for quite a while now. I still have lots and lots more things, but um, I think they'd be for another day. I think we'll need to have part two of, of this chat because um, I think Mr. Husband needs to come in on the next one as well. <laughs> it sounds like I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Some people don't, and and it's like like you said yourself with all the paranormal programs that are on at the moment and all the groups and pages, and some of them are there for fans and entertainment and stuff, and it may not be all my. The, you know, the most reliable of sources to see things that really happen. Um, I will be honest, in, in my years of, of going through and getting evidence, now, I've hardly ever seen anything fly across the room, but that seems to be quite a good one for some of the 
yeah. some of the entertainment programs. Yeah, it so, does. It does, and and distant knocks and bangs and various other things. Yeah, it, yeah, it's um, yeah, really, really. You don't get as much as I think people would think you get, but just on the other occasion, you can get something spectacular if yeah. if you. You know, spirit need to know you. So if you go back to a place a few times and they recognize your energy, you have more chance of them coming in and communicating more. Well, it has, it's really been fascinating speaking to you. I'd love to talk to you again. I'd, I'd love to do another podcast with you. Um, and I think we've done quite well considering the internet gremlins. So um, I think I think for most of the interview, I managed to we managed to get what you were saying. So uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's always a plus. Thank you very much for coming on, Diane. It's it has been um, it's been enlightening and it's been really interesting. And thank you very much. And um, I hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you very much, Craig. It's, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. Please visit my website at www.craigbryant.co.uk where you can find information about this podcast, my book, The Shadow Man of Accrington, and my ongoing research. You can also contact me through the website with any thoughts, comments, or guest suggestions. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep watching the shadows. <laughs>